Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by one of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voisin. A paralegal for more than 20 years, Vicki is dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, the Paralegal Mentor and host of the Paralegal Voice. I'm a NALA Advanced Certified Paralegal, and I publish a weekly e-newsletter titled Paralegal Strategies. I'm also the co-author of The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success. You'll find more information at paralegalmentor.com. My guest today is Charles A. Volker III, Esquire, Executive Director for Robert Half Legal and Co-Managing Director of Robert Half Legal eDiscovery Services. So welcome, Chad. Thank you for having me, Vicki. Well, before we begin, our incredible sponsor should be recognized and thanked, and that would be NALA, a professional association for paralegals providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at NALA.org. NALA is a force in the promotion and advancement of the paralegal profession and has been a sponsor of the Paralegal Voice since our very first show, so we appreciate them a lot. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and share with you leading trends, significant developments, and resources you'll find helpful in your career and your everyday job. Guests are usually included to help explore timely topics, so I've invited Chad Volker to be my guest today. We're going to discuss the trends in paralegal hiring from the perspective of Robert Half Legal, the premier provider of highly skilled legal professionals for law firms and corporate legal departments. Robert Half Legal also offers legal project management and manage review services. Mr. Volker is a noted author and speaker and former litigator. He holds a JD from the University of Miami School of Law and a BA from Furman University. So, Chad, I really appreciate your joining me today to discuss paralegal hiring trends. It seems as though the legal profession is rebounding from the economic issues that have plagued the industry for a while. I'm really seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. So, what have you noticed in terms of legal employment environment? Well, again, Vicki, thank you so much for having me on the program today. And uh, I would echo your optimism. We certainly have seen an upturn in business activity, which has sparked renewed hiring at many law firms, especially small and mid-sized firms are doing much of the full-time hiring as well as bringing on contract paralegals um, for short and long-term engagements. Um, There certainly is a growing demand in supplementing uh, the teams, both at law firms as well as in corporate uh, legal departments with additional full-time paralegals as well as contract paralegals that specialize in very uh, specific practice areas. And firms are seeking uh, lawyers, paralegals, and additional legal support professionals in the high-demand practice areas, general business, commercial law, labor and employment, litigation, healthcare, are uh, just a, a few that are very hot and in demand. And, and I think also we're seeing a renewed interest in really making sure 
that uh, the law firms and the corporate legal departments retain their top talent. Uh, They understand now the expense of losing top talent and really are looking at ways uh, to retain that top talent as as we move forward. So overall, I think an optimistic outlook uh, within the legal community, both on the full-time hiring front as well as on the increase and and growing demand to use highly specialized uh, contract attorneys and paralegals. I'm really glad to hear that you're so optimistic also. And now I'm wondering about the the trends in paralegal hiring. Well, you, you certainly are seeing um, some changes as we went through the downturn. Um, prior to the downturn, you know, roles as a paralegal, legal assistant, and even with lawyers, you know, were very, uh, almost set in stone, stone to a great extent. But I think that Um, As we're coming out of the downturn, you're seeing a popularity of a hybrid or blended paralegal and legal assistant roles. You're seeing paralegals take on more responsibilities that maybe prior to the downturn, associates would have handled within the law firm. You know, nearly three-fourths of lawyers that we polled at Robert Half Legal said that hybrid paralegal roles and positions have become more common over the past few years. Um, So a really high number uh, of lawyers are looking at paralegals that can take on multiple responsibilities, whether that's in the area of technology, whether that's uh, uh, making sure that the firm or the corporate legal department is um, abiding by some social media policies that maybe the firm has put in place, uh, keeping their technology skills very fresh, all important um, as, as paralegals take on more responsibility. And I would also say, Vicki, outward-facing communication with clients. We're seeing that be a skill set that clients, when they reach out to our 25-plus offices around the globe, are asking. We're looking for a paralegal with XYZ uh, credentials and somebody that can deal with clients face-to-face, over the phone, and taking on more of those responsibilities as well. Right, and if they can do that, then they can save the attorney a lot of time. and. The result is an uh, increased income for the firm, so I think that that's great. I do believe that uh, there are, we've already talked about a few of the uh, practice areas that are in demand. I always tell paralegals to watch the trends and be prepared to move if the area that they're working in uh, isn't uh, growing or is, has become stagnant. For instance, real estate was stagnant for a while. And, and I think it's really important to watch those trends. What um, You've mentioned some of the practice areas. Uh, can we go over those again? And, and um, I want to remind everybody what they should be looking at. Absolutely. You know, the uh, lawyers that we surveyed uh, over this past uh, couple of quarters expect that the practice areas, the following practice areas, will generate the greatest number of job opportunities for the remainder of 2013. Litigation, right? As you know, Vicki, it's not going anywhere. It's remained fairly robust during the downturn, even grew in many segments. So that's going to continue to be an in-demand practice area. The good news is general business, commercial law, corporate transactional work is coming back um, with a vengeance in many marketplaces uh, where we're seeing a growing demand for candidates with those skill sets. I think with the Affordable Health Care Act, we're yet to see the end results. But what I can tell you is that we have seen a growing demand uh, for paralegals as well as lawyers in that practice area. 
understanding that practice area, understanding the changes that are coming in, in the healthcare uh, world, um, and uh, we, we don't see that slowing down, Vicki, at all. Labor and employment, uh, during the downturn, that began to really uh, grow rapidly for the demand, and uh, that trend is continuing. And unfortunately, because of the downturn, we still see, uh, especially in certain areas of uh, the U.S. as well as uh, Canada, the demand for bankruptcy and foreclosure talent uh, at the paralegal level uh, quite a bit. But I'd say the top three um, that we expect the highest growth uh, uh, in the practice area, as do the lawyers that we surveyed, litigation, general business, commercial law, and healthcare as we move forward. Okay. Well, I think that paralegal, the paralegal profession has always been in transition since the since the day it started, which was in the early 70s. And it's it's always changing. It's going to continue to change. And, and I think that paralegals of the future will be different from paralegals today, just as today we're different from the paralegals uh, who started this profession. But we're still going to be very valuable. We're still going to be performing challenging work. It's going to be different. You mentioned the term hybrid. So would you tell our listeners a little more about that? Sure. Well, you know, and I agree. I think uh, the great thing about uh, a career as a paralegal is, you know, the ever-changing landscape. And depending on the size of your firm, the practice areas that you're involved in, um, you can really take on a lot of different responsibilities that you may not even see today that can be afforded to you, you know, in short order or or down uh, the line in a couple of years in your career. I, I think one of the reasons is more than half the lawyers we surveyed said it's challenging for their firm or legal department to find highly skilled legal professionals and paralegals in today's market. And so, you know, they're looking for experienced paralegals who can make an immediate contribution to the firm or the corporate legal department. And so I would say to um, those mid-level or senior paralegals with a lot of experience, to your point, Vicki, are you expanding your horizons into other practice areas? If you're able to handle the workload that you currently have, are you going into other practice areas and picking up uh, matters on the side to help out your colleagues? That's a great way to expand your horizon. Are you going to the continuing legal education courses, the networking events, the seminars to expand your horizons? Because the more skill sets you can acquire, and not just technology-wise, which is very, very important, but from a practice area expertise uh, can be a, a significant benefit. You know, let's talk a little bit about technical aptitude, which is also so critical, especially in and around the areas of litigation and e-discovery. I mean, we're seeing paralegals uh, be offered higher compensation based on their higher levels of aptitude in and around uh, the use of technology um, and the ease of use of technology. And I think that's important. Um, and corporate legal departments outside of the you know, sort of the, the law firm environment are keeping more work in-house. So they're hiring very versatile, experienced paralegals with backgrounds in compliance, regulatory law, M&A, and intellectual property versus utilizing so much outside counsel for some of those matters. And so I think as paralegals look to grow their career, maybe leaving a law firm and joining a corporate um, legal department or maybe a general corporate paralegal, who's looking to take on more responsibility in their corporate department. Uh, those are some of the hot trends that we're seeing in-house as well. 
Wow, that's some great information. Chad, it's time to take a short break for a word from our sponsor, NALA, the Association of Legal Assistants and Paralegals. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Chad Volkert, Executive Director for Robert Half Legal, and we'll learn more about paralegal hiring trends. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison. Today we're discussing paralegal hiring trends with my guest, Chad Volkert of Robert Half Legal. Chad, I'm wondering what are the most important criteria when it comes to hiring paralegals? You know, I think that's a, a great question, uh, Vicki, and it really depends uh, based on, you know, is this a law firm? Is it a small firm, a mid-sized firm, a large firm? Is it a corporate in-house um, department? But number one, out the gate is going to be practice area expertise. Um, you know, certainly that trumps uh, all other things uh, for most hiring managers. A survey uh, that we conducted found that practice area expertise is the number one determining factor when when it goes to hiring a paralegal. You know, number of years uh, in the workforce um, is also very very important. More specifically, there's a demand for paralegals with at least three years of experience in a particular practice area, um, and that's true for in-house as well. Because as I mentioned, more and more in-house uh, attorneys, general counsels are bringing work uh, in-house versus the outside counsel, and they need experienced individuals to be able to handle that. I've mentioned technical proficiency, and I think that certainly would be high on the list. Um, you know, advances in computer-based information systems, software applications, et cetera, have dramatically changed the work for legal support professionals across the board, as well as for lawyers. And so we're seeing a growing demand for paralegals with top-notch technical skills, database and legal research application management skills, you know, and even some of the basics like Microsoft Excel and PowerPoint, much so, much more so than, than in the past, really, Vicki, where we're getting a lot of questions um, from our clients asking about candidates, and we're needing to ask those questions, and they're asking those questions in the interview process. And you know, let's not forget about soft skills, because I think, again, as I mentioned earlier, paralegals are increasing their level of interaction with clients, as well as with uh, other practice areas and members of the firm that they might be working at. Um, And finally, I'd say proactive mindset. You know, employers are seeking legal support professionals, most importantly, younger lawyers and and paralegals with a proactive mindset who can assume more responsibility outside of their current duties. Well, you brought up an interesting point when you said that uh, employers are asking for three years of experience in, in a practice area. I hear from paralegals 
every day who've just finished a, a paralegal program. They are ready to tear their hair out because they've sent resumes to, you know, to everyone they can think of, and and they haven't even had a bite on a on a on a an interview asked in for an interview. Do you have any advice for them? Um, you know, I, I try to be supportive, but it's really difficult to get a job if you haven't had a job in the past. Well, I, I agree, Vicki. I wish I had a crystal ball to answer this question, and, and we could pass that on to all your listeners. But, you know, I, I think a couple of things. Number one, it, to your point, they've come out with a degree. I think that's very important. Law firms and legal departments are looking for paralegals who possess at least an associate or bachelor's degree. Um, certainly looking for certificates of completion um, are also very valuable. At the end of the day, uh, clients are looking, whether it's a law firm or an in-house department, for top talent. And so I recommend to any um, paralegal that's early on in their career, you know, take what's available, get experience. So first, if there's a temporary or project assignment that gets you working at a firm or a corporate legal department, even though it's not that full-time job that you dreamed of, um, at the exact firm that you've always thought you wanted to work at, take that opportunity to get your foot in the door, increase your skills or keep your skills sharp and meet people because we're seeing an increased demand, Vicki, where we're placing project paralegals on temporary assignments who are getting hired full time. Um, That certainly has come back full force since the downturn um, in hiring those type of temporary candidates once they're on board and they're doing great work for the organization that they're working for. I think network, you've got to be networked. You can't be sitting at home trying to do everything on social media. You've got to be out there in the paralegal association events, going to bar events and meeting lawyers uh, where you don't have to be barred. Many of those events are open uh, to paralegals as well. And, and shaking hands, sitting next to somebody for lunch who may simply say, you know what, Bob, you know what, Sue, I actually have an opening and you want to come in and, and meet and, and interview for that. And we see that real time. We hear great success stories in and around that. And, you know, and then the, the other thing that I had mentioned, which is continuing education. Can you continue to improve your skill set? If you're not strong with technology, Go back, take some additional classes in and around technology, go to seminars, because that certainly is in demand. And then keep your doors, uh, sort of your horizon or your doors open. Uh, We still see too many candidates being very narrowly focused in what type of firm they want to work for, what type of practice area they want to work in, where they want to work, what city. Um, The ability to be flexible early on in your career to get the experience that will then lead to the, the career you've always dreamed of or the job that you've always dreamed of is really, really important. Right. And to not have that right in the beginning, um, I, well, let me back up and tell you that I, I was speaking with a paralegal not too long ago, and she, a very new paralegal, and she said, I, I want to do what you're doing. And I said, it takes a lifetime doesn't happen the first day you're on the job. It takes a lifetime to build a paralegal career. So I like that that uh, you said to broaden their focus. That's that's really good advice. Now I'm wondering, uh, are does um, certification help with getting a job? 
It certainly does. I mean, we're, we're anything that is positioning you um, sort of ahead of the class, so to speak, with a degree, with a certification, continuing education, seminars on your your, your resume, um, showing that you are um, seeking out additional skills, that you are learning more every day, that you're trying to stay a step ahead of, of what technology and, and other practice areas may throw your way, I think are all beneficial in positioning yourself um, for uh, that job opportunity. Okay. Well, I know that our listeners are going to want to know, uh, and, and they're all very curious about salary trends. So I'm wondering if the demand for paralegals um, is leading to salary gains for us. Well, our 2013 salary guide certainly uh, is projecting modest salary gains for paralegals throughout the profession. Um, and so to give you some examples, um, we're seeing average starting salaries for law firm paralegals are to rise 3.3% uh, overall. Um, and, you know, legal support professionals uh, at 3.5%. I think some of the exciting things, though, that, that we are seeing that in the U- U.S., base compensation for those mid-level paralegals that we talked about, four-plus years of experience, will see the greatest gains climbing at 4.4% from the previous year's average. And finally, you know, going back to sort of those, those hot practice areas, um, the, the paralegals and litigation support managers uh, in, in and around litigation, e-discovery, et cetera, are also expecting to see salary increases of 4.4% or higher when they have seven or more years of experience. Terrific information. Chad, tell listeners how they can access more information about Robert Half Legal. And, and first of all, I want to tell you, uh, there's a ton of information available on your website. So uh, if you can just tell them a little more about you know, what they can find there, that salary guide in particular, I think, is available there. You know, how can they do that? Absolutely. Um, so the Robert Half Legal 2013 Salary Guide, you can go to www.roberthalflegal.com backslash salary center, um, and, and you'll see calculators online, all sorts of useful tools. Uh, I mentioned a lot of survey results uh, on the call today, so you can also go to www.futurelawoffice.com. That's our preeminent white paper. Uh, where we survey over 300 lawyers throughout North America, as well as many quotes from the leading industry experts within law firms and corporate legal departments. And again, if any of your listeners have any questions, feel free to email me at charles.volkert, V as in Victor, O-L-K-E-R-T, at rhi.com, and I will certainly uh, respond to you as quickly as possible. Terrific. Thanks so much. I do appreciate your joining me today and taking time out of your busy set schedule. And I know that paralegals are going to find the information you provided to be really valuable in their career planning. So thanks again, Chad. I hope to talk to you another day. Thank you, Vicki. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. This is the point in the show where I share 
news and practice tips with you today. Some of the news that I have is that I was attending the Paralegal Legal Assistance Section uh, of the State Bar of Michigan's Annual Day of Education uh, just a week ago. Very good seminar, and it's always always good to get out and do a little networking. Next week, I'm traveling to um, Houston. I'm going to be presenting Double the Ethics, Double the Issues for paralegals who are employed by CITGO. And in addition to that, we're going to talk about time management strategies. I want to tell you that, uh, you know, there are several reasons why you should care about time management and organizing your workspace. The most important is that paralegals have to be extra, uh, organized, extra organized, manage their time well, and be highly productive. If your goal is to organize your, your time at work and to use that time to be as productive as possible, it's impossible to reach the goal if your office is a pigsty and you're working with clutter and chaos and confusion. And maybe that chaos doesn't bother you and you can find anything you want in an instant. The problem is when you have too much stuff in your office or your office always looks disorganized, you appear to be disorganized and too busy. You look like you can't take on any more responsibilities. It may not really be the case, but that's how you're perceived by others. And the other thing is that you're going to waste a lot of time looking for for things that, you know, have gotten buried. If you spend only 15 minutes a day looking for lost files or documents, you're going to waste an hour and 15 minutes of non-billable time per week. Adds up to a huge annual loss for your employer and it makes it difficult for you to reach your billable hour goals. That's all the time we have today for the Paralegal Voice. If you have questions about today's show, please email them to vicki at paralegalmentor.com. And Vicki is spelled V-I-C-K-I. Also, don't forget to check out my blog, paralegalmentorblog.com, and the resources available at paralegalmentor.com. They've been designed to help you move your career in the right direction, and that's forward. This is Vicki Voison thanking you for listening to the Paralegal Voice and reminding you to make your Paralegal Voice heard. Thanks for listening to the Paralegal Voice, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Vicki Voisin for her next podcast on issues and trends affecting paralegals and legal assistance. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. 
Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.